Hey girls, it's Malik. You're listening to him. Another week, another episode. Yeah, yeah. As always, I got my family with me. Hey, Stevie. What the fuck is up? Hey, Aaron. Yo, what's up, guys? Hey, Trey. Hello. Okay, we're going to do a little quick little check-in. <laughs> Could I change my answer to what's the tea? What's the tea, mama? <laughs> what's the tea? What's the tea? Now, bitch, what's really the tea? What you been up to? Uh, same old, same old. Um, working on my YouTube uh, channel, Dear Y'all. I'm still working on that, trying to get that up and floating and up in the clouds with the girls that are doing YouTube. Um, I'm still working out, trying to get my body right, trying to clean my mental, get ready for the new year, all that good jazz. Yeah, yeah. And that nephew of yours is just Oh my goodness. So He's been sick for like the last <sighs> couple of days stressing oh, me out. Like and yeah. I and I'm like, remember guys, this is Stevie that doesn't want the what children kid? and I'm so like, Oh, I don't want him to be sick. Like, I've been waiting. I everybody Yeah, it, I feel like it's happening, but uh, I told I'm still, you I'm still in my TTs because I just love my nephew. He's amazing. Love you, I Raiden. was voice noting uh, Stevie the other day, and he was crying. I guess that's, was he, that's why he was crying. He yeah, I was like, well. I'm sorry, Malik. I know you hear my nephew in the background crying. He was Let's, going He in. was in. Oh, my God. Oh. Okay. Brown skin, Poppy. Uh-huh. Please Brother love. Carmel, Poppy. You stay talking to me when I'm, rushing, I'm taking a drink of uh-huh. your water. Uh, spark it up, I bitch. I just love to catch you off guard because you're off guard. Every, it's it's everything. everything. I love yeah. it. I need, I need time. <laughs> um, I haven't been up to much. I have been I've been writing a lot lately. Um, it st- started as a uh, poetry, and then it kind of branched off into some other stuff. So I'm kind of working on a few short stories. Yes. Um, so that's Are we gonna been, be able to post them. Maybe. Um, <laughs> so that's been taking up most of my time is uh, me just writing things and um, trying to. Well, I I was doing like a little gym thing. Ooh, you were supposed really? to hit me up, but I was supposed to give you some fucking tips, bitch. And then but I you never, never did. did. Uh-huh. Um, it's all right. So maybe year, I will. Why she glowing up? Maybe, maybe, maybe we'll do it this time. Come you on, know? in the new year or now? In the new year. In the new year. Don't put yeah. too much pressure right. on That's it. Why uh-huh. Ain't nobody got time for I that can, now. Shit. We could be us I'm, three Christmas ain't here yet, bitch. New year. What? We could do what? We can do not like that. No, I didn't three hear what you said. In, in the gym. <laughs> In the new year. Oh, in the gym? Like, I, us but together. Well, see, the thing there's is, a, I, I, there's I, I an accountability the part like of that that, yeah. that I don't like. Yeah. It's, it's like, it makes me like have to, to do it, you know? So I don't really yeah. like that. It's okay, too much pressure. It's heavy. It. I don't like it. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. over it. I'm Pineapples. Over it. I don't like it. So, Trey, what you been up to, baby? Um, Living my best life. As you should. Watching. You know what I've been watching all week? Um, Old episodes of Real Housewives of New York. Now, I thought you were about to say Atlanta. I was about to say bitch. No, I I did that last month. Okay. I watched old episodes. I started like season three of Mm -hmm. Rosalind of Atlanta. But then I started at like season two of New York. And Uh I like watching drunk white women. Yes. (laughs) That's what they do. It may be my favorite thing. Like just to look at them and be like. You know how ass backwards you are yeah. in life? Like, you are like almost 60 oh my God. and drunk and like dancing on tables with no underwear on. That's a, like, that is old. That is that is a that's problem. A um, but I do love Real Housewives of New York. I love a good reality show like a Real Housewives of something. Mm-hmm. Um, anything. I feel like Bravo has like owned my life since mm-hmm. <laughs> being Bobby Brown. Being Bobby Brown. Oh my God. So Me like high. I feel like Bravo has been like capitalizing off of me for years. Um but no I've been doing that. Um school's almost done. Um, Praise God. what else? 
I'm just ready for the holidays. I feel like Christmas is my favorite time of year. Like, I've already started, I've had Christmas music playing. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. Come on out. I'm looking at Aaron. He does not seem You like don't like the Christmas music? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm very bah humbug. I'm not really. Oh, girl, oh, screw. No, I mean, I'm, I'm not really a holidays person. It's, it's not. It's Any not, holiday. I don't necessarily just... have a negative view, which is that I kind of would, I want it to all be over already. Listen, like, I just kind of want it to be like January 4th. Girl. Like, I'm let's like, just get it over with. Yeah, um, January 4th. I think. I'm saying, like, I would like to be, to be like, past the whole entire holiday season. Just let's just get way. it started. Well, do you, you guys don't, like, do, just... like, the family thing? Because y'all know I'm, like, family TT. Like, I'm the life of the party. When it comes to the family and the, the functions, bitch, I'm turning it up. Y'all see my videos. I be turning Y'all don't do that, no? Y'all don't like, <laughs> I like okay. how you like, y'all see my videos. Y'all, y'all see the video, bitch. You know I be turning it up. Hashtag life of the party. Bitch, I be in there doing mm. it. I love family functions. No shit. Um, I haven't really been doing much. Just working school. Um, side note, BET has this new show Come called, on, um, The Family Business. Oh, I'm Bitch. not watching it. I I'm watched it. Oh, really, it's good. I am hooked. hooked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bitch, I'm about to start the mafia. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to be in the mafia. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, um, I love... You know, we always ask BET for things, and they, they never produce. But this right here, <laughs> they actually—it's a pretty solid show. Mm-hmm. Um, the acting could be a little bit the better, but, <laughs> just um, a little bit. Other than that, everything is pretty decent. Um, but yeah, enough of us. Mm-hmm. We have have uh-huh. a special, special guest hey. uh-huh. yeah. in the building. Building. We have Philip Johnson. Yes, yes. From the Black Sex in the City. Yes, creator. Yeah, yeah. What's up? What's up? How are you doing, him podcast? Uh, yes, viewers? come on. You know we chilling. Oh we chilling and we grilling. You Looking know what I'm saying? Hands 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 right. Come on, <laughs> giving me teeth and face. <laughs> face. Okay, <laughs> glowing up. I had to get a line up oh, yesterday. I, I didn't want to. Uh, listen, oh. get, get ready for the girl. Get ready for the girl. Get ready for the girl. Organize your ducks. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Get them in a row. Put you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So yeah, what's good? Tell me about yourself. Who you know? Who you don't know? Who you want to know? What's good? I'm Philip Johnson. And I would like to know Beyonce. Oh, yeah. but okay, but slow down because these girls is about to get hot in here. Slow down, slow down. You're gonna get. The I feel like okay. that's all I ever needed to say. But okay, oh, Lord. I just want to know Beyonce. Jesus, but I'm Philip Johnson. I am 23 years old, black, gay, living in New York City. I did I say where I'm from? No, no I'm from, from D. I'm from Detroit, Michigan. I'm on Detroit, Michigan. And I I'm trying to think. Well, I'll do. Should I say where I would discuss? That's doing too much. I make. Yeah. I went to University of Michigan. Got a business degree. Come on out. Now I'm a financial analyst for Ralph Lauren oh. and the CEO of my own company, Philae Films Incorporated. Um, yes. On resume. And the creator of Black Sex in the City. As you should. Come on. Which you yes. also act in. As act well. in yeah. as well. Creator, writer, director, director. producer, actor, yes. video editor. Oh my God. It's a lot of work, y'all. Yes. Yeah. So he's doing it, It's though. nice. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Show was amazing. I love it. Mm-hmm. So what have you been up to? Oh, gosh. I mean, I've just mainly working and trying to keep myself sane. You know, I'm, I've really been at a good play. I was in a more negative place in life. And maybe August or September, you know how you go up and down, but my mental health is mm-hmm. here. It's been here this past mm-hmm. month. I'm finishing 2018 strong. That's, so that's excellent. I'm working on keeping black sex in the city strong. And yes, just, you should. 
Elevating life and enjoying life. Kiki, come Bitch. on. So, um, you, we had you as a hymn of the week hymn a couple week. weeks ago. Yes. Um, obviously, that sparked me to watch your show. Mm-hmm. Um, explain what Black Sex in the City is, um, the message, everything. Chop it up. Black Sex in the City is a, you could call it a sitcom, a dramatic comedy, whatever it is, it's a comedic web series about black dating in the big city, but also just in general in the 21st century black community. Mm -hmm. So it originally started off, it was just something between my friend Rochelle and I, we would talk during our lunch dates about just a lot of things in life that were funny and dating in New York City was one of them because we're both from Detroit, both went to University of Michigan. So we would enjoy talking about how it just was kind of different dating in the city. Mm-hmm. But then we were like, oh, let's do a YouTube talk show thing because I had started my YouTube channel. I didn't even know what I was going to be doing on the YouTube channel. I had known that my goal was to go into TV eventually, but mm-hmm. like things were kind of clouded. So I was almost on a more youtube type of spree mm-hmm. in terms of what I was doing. And then after the first episode, there was a topic of the next one, and it was bye. And the funny thing about the bye episode is that I'm not bi. But <laughs> it was just a random... Uh, it was just a script idea that I came up with in the shower one day. I hadn't even decided to really do... Oh, no, the first... I hadn't really decided to do any scripted things. And when we, I just randomly thought this up. My friend was in town visiting. We filmed it in like 20 or 30 minutes on my iPhone and then went to brunch. We're like, okay, whatever. And when I dropped it, people were like, more, more, we need more. So ever since then, I've just chosen a topic that I felt was strong, relatable, and kind of test the bounds kind of for each episode. Mm -hmm. And I really like to just be able to show the black LGBTQ experience on screen in a way that is relatable for all since the topics are in ways relatable for all will accept things like toxic masculinity mm-hmm. but Yo. toxic masculinity though they get it the girls get it they know what's <laughs> up they get it they, they get it period they so yeah black sex in the city is a comedy there's drama to it there's always topics yeah. that I like to really test the bounds with the you topics, do, so I do. I have a good time, and I hope that the viewers have a good time watching. Yes. Yeah. So you are currently on your second season. Yes. Uh, episode six is the most recent one. Yes. And how do they watch uh, the show? You watch the show through YouTube. You can type in Black Sex and the City into the search bar, or go to Philae Films Incorporated, that YouTube, which is P-H-I-L-A-Y-E space films. And then, yeah. Yo, so. Your this, name. I'm, like, I'm laughing name. because I keep thinking about in the most recent episode when you're like clutching your pearls. Oh. <laughs> you did something like this. <laughs> oh. It was hilarious. Yeah. I had to continue. Like, I kept rewinding 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 and i said bitch this is funny (laughs) the show is hilarious like seriously um so yeah like how do you well first of all the character that you play is julian yes okay so how did you come up with like the character like the funny thing is that when i started because season one has just a mixture of a lot of different characters there's Mm -hmm. never a consistent character season two Originally, there weren't seasons. Like, the episode that starts off season two was just going to be just another episode. And after I dropped it, though, I had been getting to a place where I realized I wanted to go on the theme of technology for the next episodes and how technology in just the 21st century incorporates into the dating experience. 
since phones and everything, long distance, you know, whatever it can be. And I also knew that I wanted to really start working on a storyline and being able to do an episodic show. So I just decided, I was like, okay, so what do I think would happen next in the plot? And that that's how episode two of the season came. And then I dropped it and said, oh, this is season two, episode two. But yeah, it really was a spur of the moment decision because it's funny since... How does the season start? Yeah, Julian, I really just kind of made him up as I've gone. I love Julian. And I love him. So he's, yeah, he's a bitch. Oh, you are, he's a mix of seriousness he, and mess. mess. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Comedic belief, too. Yes, it's a fucking like, key. He is, Julian is me. Julian is he. Uh-huh. Like, Julian, Julian is all of us. Julian is me, too. Everyone I'm does. happy that you all yeah. feel that way. Because it's funny because, like, you know how uh, you kind of expect art to imitate life. Mm-hmm. Everything about each one of the episodes is fictionized, but even still, of course, I have many parts of Julian in me. Not necessarily the specific circumstances that happen, obviously, for some of the stuff, but it's more so just that sense of, like, Julian is also kind of self-aware. Like, some of the times when he's doing these messy or ridiculous things, he's kind of aware of it, and I like to show those moments, because even in my life, I do not always do the best things. I can be a mess and all over the place at times. And I also have a self-awareness to me, though, that, like, it's not going to be a victim thing all the time. Some of the, like, Julian has moments this season where he literally is sitting there reflecting, like, wow, I am problematic. And I wanted to just hit on that because it really speaks to, in some way, even though it's all fictionized, the values do speak to my values since... I never like to really go about life feeling like a victim in any situation. I don't like to victimize myself and feel sorry for myself. I do like to address the things about me that are not the best. And of course, at times I might feel like a victim. But I like to show that Julian really just also brings to the table this mindset that's like, okay, yeah, there are some complex things at hand. But I'm going to keep on living my best life. So when when audiences are watching the show, what what do you want them to get out of the show? Not um, I say generally overall, but then also like specifically, are you when you're tackling certain topics or you know whatever? What I want the audience to get out of it is really just I want there to be able to be conversation and thought on just some more complex topics, like even the way I want to tackle something that from the surface level could just seem like. For digital tease, for example, like, oh, okay, he's going to tease the guy over the phone, whatever. But I like for them to also then be able to see how even mental health played into that situation Mm -hmm. and just start a mental health conversation in a way that was fun, but also able to make people think about things in their life. Like, hmm, I wonder how my mental health, because obviously it was a very, there's always very distinct, specific things that happen with Julian, but I wanted to be able to help people almost think into another layer maybe of what's going on in not only their life, but just the world. Like how technology in some ways does affect different things. Since I feel like everyone feels the effects in ways since we all have social media or if we don't, one of the considerations is social media and your partner since, you know, it go down in the DMs, you know, there's all the songs, there's all the, so it's like just, even if not a stress, there's considerations that um, have made. So I really like this season, especially being able to be a moment in time, like not only the mental health things and stuff like that and normal things, but also tying in, how technology is in this moment right now. So that's say 50 years from now, 
when things are, you know, hoverboards or whatever else, the Jetsons yeah. will make you want to believe. People can look back and be like, oh, wow, that's not how things are. Not like, I want it to be very specific to our times. Come on now. That's excellent. What that I was- like about your show is like, it's a relatable angle to it. It's like, not only are we seeing a black gay person on screen, but we're also seeing them do and say things that we've done or that we've said. And we're like, oh, I remember I've done that. <laughs> yes. Or I've said that before. And oh, yes. I, you know, and I love like having that angle. On it because it's not just like a oh this is a black show I can watch it's like this is a black gay show <laughs> so I can that can watch, watch. Right. you know so I love that angle mm-hmm. so it's time for the messy questions <laughs> before we get so how long have you been living in New York I've been living in New York for almost a year and a half now okay oh, very short just like short. me oh I moved mm-hmm. here in July of 2017 I graduated June. from college. In April of 2017, and uh, he's a Michigan nerd. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. so I grew up in. That's Michigan why I too? mean, I had a reaction when you said Detroit. I grew Detroit. up in Pontiac. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Oh, I love it. Looky looky. You know, Midwest representation in the city. Like yeah, they're taking over. Yeah. There really like, are a lot of people. Taking over, bitch. There there are, are, no. Like from uh, all over Michigan. I yeah. love it. Come on um, out. And are you currently single? To the listeners, okay. I am currently single. Yes. Oh yes. <laughs> y'all heard it. Stay that way, because y'all heard it here happy first. Happy and single. Happy and single and looking. I'm happy and single and looking. Okay. Definitely. Right. I'm just be honest. Okay. You know. Bring it on out. Because though. yeah, I yeah. mean, trying to actively look. I'm so busy all the time that I mean, honestly. I don't, that ends up having to take up a lot of my time, obviously, doing the nine to five job. And then the creative entrepreneurship is a lot, but you know, I like to be real about my goals. I know that's right. What was the, was there a reason that you moved here or? I, it was just kind of a mixture of things. I was supposed to, when I moved here, I actually withdrew from my master's program. I was getting my master's of accounting and I withdrew from it and decided to move here instead because I didn't want to do accounting. I decided I wanted to do finance in a creative space which is why i'm doing that now and i also just i took a trip here for my birthday the week before i moved here and i was just like hmm you i just growing on me more and more was that i really did not want to be in michigan and to be honest Mm -hmm. i think that um some things that were going on in my life probably factored in because of there was just there were a lot of different factors but I mean, I had gone through a breakup a few months before that, and Come then on. the only reason I was doing the master's program, honestly, was for the relationship, since we wanted to still be at the same school, yeah, like, together for the next year. So then when that happened, it was like, wow, Philip, you've been living for someone else and making decisions for someone else for the past years, so I didn't even know really what I wanted to do in life yet, so it was like a very transformational time basically when i decided to move here there was i had to really look deep into myself and be like well what are you gonna do to live for you because yeah come on we gotta gotta table that topic we gotta Um, table i was like oh that is just last one um so we're gonna go ahead and get into the good stuff into the breakdown the breakdown the breakdown yeah yeah this is a Girl, little... do you not have the question? I, I she... have it oh. in front of me. <laughs> always. Thank you. It's always. always. Girl. I like to. Right. You, so... like a, you like a pause for a fact? I, I want these girls to moderate a whole hour. Bitch, I've then, done it. And then holler back at me. I've done I, it. Do it. Oh, I, 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 I've done it. Talk, talk talking to, to man. Oh, well, <laughs> a bitch has talking, done it, though, though. No, you uh, Consecutively. A bitch has. Consecutively. Um, but no, the question is, oh yeah, you only have a month to live. How are you spending your time? 
Hmm. I would say. Oh, I guess that. your first. Go thing. ahead. Yeah. Oh, no. No, no, sir. You did that. You did that. Oh, no. Fuck that. You're the guest. Fuck yeah. that up. You Look, fucked that up. Ready. Phil. Do that. Um, I guess I can go first. Um, I thought we was giving it to Phil. Oh, you do you want to oh, go? Oh no, you go first. Okay. Oh shit. I, Girl, I <laughs> That's am. What I'm I am. Bitch, it ain't about you. I'm gonna go first. I am reading my entire month. I need to take some books to the grave with me. I need to read as much as I can. I'm going to buy you a book for Christmas. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I got a book for you. Thank I got you. A book. I'm going to buy you a book for Christmas. I, <laughs> I'm also going to get high while I'm reading too. Because yes. that's yeah. it. Oh, okay. I'm high right now. And that's all oh, I'm doing. <laughs> and that's all I'm doing. Take it away. Ooh. Uh, Phil. Phil. Okay. Right. Oh, my t- okay. Um, the first thing that came to my mind when you asked that question was nature. I pictured myself on okay. a beach in a rainforest. I really feel the most connected to myself and God in nature and paradise. So, of course, I got to see family or whatever. But, yeah, I, in addition to them and, you know, loved ones. Yeah, okay. Oh, but, my God. Like, because, of course, you know, yeah. But other than people stuff, definitely nature. Come on. Oh, my. Oh, Lord. Um, If you had one month to live, what would you do? Um, I think I'm going to listen. I'm a music girl, so I'm going to listen to music all day. It's just gonna. That's just gonna be it. For your I'm, whole month, whole fucking month, <laughs> bitch. I'm listening okay. from playlist to playlist. Okay. Girls can send in like, listen, bitch. I my have shit. one Except month to home. my whole life. Well, we I, we didn't say a whole. Well, you, we said a month left to live, yeah, right? Yeah, Not a whole bitch, lot. My one month, bitch. All thirty days, I'm listening to music all question. day. Question. Oh, de- so wine. my question drinking is, wine. A playlist. You got twenty four hours. So. A playlist could go two I'm hours. I'm bringing my entire and, and library. I have so you enough make, okay. time. Okay. My ho- and I said the girls can send in playlists, so okay. it's going to switch up. So it's like a back. call request Anybody. line. Like they can send, I'm going to put it out on social media. Hey, I have one month one to live. <laughs> one life. What you send listening to? Send your playlist. Fucking playlist. Everybody's going to be confused. they be like, wait, you have a month to I'll be like, yeah, <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, now send me your playlist. Send me like, the fucking playlist. We're not playlist. talking about all that. I don't care about that. I send bet you some of the girls are going to say news. Send you the news. I'm just like, bitch, send me your playlist. I don't want to see a penis before I go. No shade. Come on out. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Then I that. And then yeah. he goes right to Aaron. Uh-huh. Circle. Uh huh. Circle. Along with Leek, I'm def- I'm smoking the entire time. Uh, I'm gonna be. Oh, I forgot anyway. to say that. I'm gonna be. Phil wants a, to smoke. I'm, you can add it in. High in the woods. Come on, high, in the, high in the woods. Watch smoking the fires, in the nature. Though. Right. Watch you know the what I'm fires. Mm. I'm gonna be toasted the entire time. We know. Sis. Um. <laughs> what I think I'm gonna do? I think I'm 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 gonna go. Oh shit! Here we go. Here we go. The best. No, so I am. I'm. I'm. I'm leaving the U.S. Fuck the U.S. Um, okay. For a month. When I only got a month left, so it's like I'm about to, I'm about to spend my last month. I'm about to spend my last month in a fascist country. I have not spent 29. I have lived years in other countries. Come on out. Um, but anyways, let me not. Let's not go all the way there. Um, go ahead. I, I would y'all. slide right on back to um to Rio de Janeiro, um, okay. and Ooh. I would lay on the beach and have somebody lightly stomp on my face every day until I died. Stomp on your face? What's that shoe? What? Okay. <laughs> that was the next I'm like a, I, I like a twelve to thirteen. Aaron, you want your face smashed, Mama? What? You know, I want 13? there to be an imprint. Jesus. Wow, in my face. That was real cutthroat, Mama. She got in. 
Whatever. I have said all this before. I love, right. Hey, we can. <laughs> Y'all niggas is used to it. Yeah, yeah, we love it. Yeah, no, but, but I, I would not... just be, I would be mad high and I would go, because um, Rio's awesome. So I would go to Rio and just lay on the beach and just eat and like live my life until I die. You got stopped. I love it. I'm listening mm-hmm. to my music in Spain, bitch. The beach is all that matters. I love it. Come on, Trey. Oh, you got 30 do. days, bitch. What you gonna do? Um, I'm not gonna listen to music the entire time. I know that's that's my life. No shade. But I'll do that for a good I feel like I'll listen to like my top five albums okay. throughout like each day. Um, but else? I mean, I'm not gonna get high. I ain't gonna drink nothing. Girl, you don't gotta compare well, we yourself to what we're you doing. That's what you're not gonna do. That's what you're saying. That's what you're gonna do. Hold on. Hold on. Let her, look, let her ministry be her ministry. Go ahead, baby doll. You're not gonna drink. You're not gonna smoke in that one. I was literally going through the list of things I was thinking of. Go ahead, baby doll. Oh my God. I just was attacked by three people. Come on, baby I'm on your side. I want you to come on out, baby doll. I was attacked by two people. You ain't the girl. Go ahead, Trey. You gonna do what else? You're not gonna smoke, um, you're not gonna drink. I'm now so confused. Oh my lord. <laughs> Girl, get it together. Okay, no. snap back. Um I feel like I would just cook and a bad meal. A good meal. Good bitch, what you making the face for? You have 30 days to live. You gonna you gonna cook? Well, bitch, listen, that was shady. Well, that's, wait, hold on. Some hold people. You wanted your hold face stopped. Okay, and y'all was clowning that's, that's about the music. <laughs> y'all don't know what y'all that's want. valid. Wait, what? Being stomped, but she can't eat? Let her eat. Mind your business, Aaron. It's the best. She can eat. Let her eat. She why wants to eat for 30 days. Why is somebody else cook? Because be, be a housewife. You know cooking can be enjoyable to some. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Like getting your face uh, stomped is enjoyable but you're gonna, to And you're going to get, if you're going to smoke, you're going to have to eat. Correct? Yeah, he is. Somebody so else is going to make it. But he doesn't make food. bring you a plate. Who's that? Y'all I'm not sharing my days with this nigga. Me uh, either. She's going to bring you up. She'll bring you a package. Matter of fact, I, I, I sit it through a whip. What things to do? You know what I'm saying? Uh, like, what you got to do? Get stomped Buy some sandals. Sit down, girl. You said you get your face stomped, mama. I'm good. I don't need that. I'm good, love. I'm Ooh. good. Thank you, next. Anyway. Um, <laughs> did you do your... What, what's that? How you... Nuh-uh. So That's cooking it. Uh-huh. Um, listening to music. Listening to music. Mm. Cooking. <laughs> She's setting it up. I'm like thinking what else I need. I know what I want to say. She doing the same thing she doing on Friday night anyway. You doing the same thing you doing on Friday night. These girls. Rio. Like, <laughs> it's not real, but like, but like get your face stopped on a... On These a, two. Grr. Okay. You don't know my life. Okay. And you don't know my life. So <laughs> you can't say. You don't know my life. You can't say you to somebody all the time. You know my life. You say you cook. And then <laughs> you say this to bitch me. listens oh, to music all the time. Oh and he oh also cooks Ooh, all the time. It. Do you not? Yes, but live it out. You yeah, said you yes, have one but. month and you do what you enjoy, right? You're right, sweetie. I'm Y'all got thirty you days. You are literally this, attacking my you know, thirty days. You are right, and I love attacking you. my thirty. Days. My thirty days have been attacked. You are the most. And I, I don't know a person who's more right than you. Hold on. You are the most right person I've hold ever on. talked to in my whole life. Hold on. Your thirty days today. Listen, take your take your I'm beating done. with your dirty days, because bitch, they beat mine's into. Move. It's no shade. Next topic. I'm over this it. This is the king, bitch. Oh, my God. Phil, you enjoying yourself? I am. This is comedy. This is comedy. I thought it was going to be an easy, breezy right question. Oh, baby, you, spot, easy. you know you shaking up all the time. Okay. Let the record show oh, shit. that I love Trey. <laughs> here we go. All right? Y'all heard it first. Now, let's be clear here. I'm going to just say this. I do like Aaron. What about uh, the love? No love? Okay. 
I have lovely. I have loving moments. I have loving moments. Living moments. Um. But I remember he did say he didn't want to spend his whole month with me. Oh. So I'm just saying. <laughs> the love is gone, He don't bitch. love me that much. I don't want to spend it with none of y'all. I mean, no. Bitch, I don't want you back here, neither. No, no, like, kisses and hugs. You know what I'm saying? Like, please, like, love you down. Love you down, XOXO. But leave me alone. I couldn't even come bring him a plate. Bitch, I don't want to spend it with you. I have to pee, bitch. Okay. I couldn't bring him a plate, but okay. Oh, my God. This episode was a key. So we're going to go ahead and keep it moving. Um. We're going to go ahead and get into the main topic, which is um, queer people of color and representation in media, TV, film. Um, since the Black uh, Sex in the City centers um, a queer character, mm-hmm. um, and it's also produced by a queer. Everything is done by a queer person. Come on. Um, we just wanted to know, like, you know, how does Black Six, Black Sex in the City fill the void of, like, you know, queer people of color content? I think that one way in which I want to, hmm, how do I want to word this? I guess one way I want to fill the void is just giving, offering a show and offering a platform that while staying very true to being an LGBT show and not necessarily like, you know, putting a lead straight character and then letting a gay one be almost up there, but just still falling a little under the straight. I want to just offer a show that while giving the queer lead also is able to be relatable and entertaining just for all. And I definitely think that not necessarily filling a void since I believe there are other web series and shows that I've seen out there definitely like that. But I Mm -hmm. remember a quote that I saw on Twitter a few months ago and it was, it was from some famous actor and he basically was telling people that he advised um, queer people in film acting and stuff to like conceal their sexuality if they wanted success. I, when I read it, I don't, that's a real thing. That is a real thing, but he fucked, I, he fucked I that up in the worst When way. I saw the quote, I just was like, I felt personally attacked, obviously. Mm-hmm. Because or it was obviously very old, too. It was from like 2015. But I read it, and now that I'm doing this, I was like, this is exactly why I want to do it. Because I know that doing a gay show and not having, you know, necessarily a straight lead, it definitely makes it a whole different ball game of pitching it or just getting it picked up by a bigger network. Because in general, there's not as much uh, LGBTQ representation on screens. Yeah. But I really wanted to... That made me want to go even harder in staying true to myself and living my truth, living just an LGBTQ truth and showing that on screens and not watering it down. Because I think there's a lot of ways that I could maybe water the show down in order to make it more just, you know, appealing to what's already there. Mm -hmm. And that's just not what I want to do. I When I sit down and I'm writing my scripts, I think... What can I do to make this the best, most creative art that I enjoy the most possible? And I don't want other creatives to feel pressured to instead focus on how can I make this more mainstream? How can I make this something more likely to fit the mold of everything else? So I really want to use the opportunity to just keep testing the bounds with the creativity and the uniqueness of it. And I think that's the best thing for all. It shows unique Yeah. One thing that I love about not only your show, but, um, sp- well, specifically what I look for um, in <coughs> queer uh, people of color content uh, 
is black people loving black people. Mm. And um, okay, that's one yes. thing that <laughs> I love about your show. It's like a black gay man dating other black gay men um, and not like a black gay man dating a white man or just someone who's non-black, you know? And it was, oh, oh yeah, no. and it was just natural because ask me how many white men I've hung with in my life. Or slept mm, with, or slept with, with yeah, all of those. Any of them, zero. There yeah. was one. Okay, I, come on out. You know, come on, come I on out. I texted one once. All right, and how back, did that go? Before back, he listens to this, back set. when I was nineteen, I was when I was nineteen. <laughs> but that's as far as it went because yeah. even that experience, I was like, wow. This little, <laughs> this little man is quite Republican and racist. Yeah. So, oh, so it was just natural. I'm like, Damn. I'm not about to go out of my way to throw them on screen either. Yes. To make the show more commercial and mainstream. I'm not interested. Come I'm on. Not, and, I love and, that. Uh, what, what is it about white? Like, it's it's almost as if, like, our narrative isn't valid unless they're, it's like a white person, you know, accompany the story. Ain't nobody checking I think it all it. has to do with where the money is. Mm-hmm. White people have so much money. So and much we money. don't have as much, you know? <laughs> so I think that's really where it comes from, ultimately. And that's, yeah, capitalism is, that is quite a bitch. So, <laughs> but I think that it's important to still be bold and go after our truths because there are still people of color in places of power and money who do have money. Yeah. Like, you know, in Issa Rae, Ashonda Rhimes, whoever else. The coin girls. So, yeah, and even so, you can make yourself that next person. You can, just like Slay TV has done with having the whole platform and bringing in multiple queer creatives, queer shows, you can create whatever you want to create. It's just about having the faith to build something from nothing. Come on, and out, that's, I'm, I'm so up. glad this new wave of like black queer shows, Love at First Night, Reality mm-hmm. Check, yes, Black Sex in the City. Like I, it's like these are all black queer shows, but they all have kind of a different vibe. like kind of vibe and angle to them. Mm-hmm. Which is like it's like it's giving us like a selection of TV, yeah, which is all great. has our representation in it, and exactly. I love it so uh-huh. much. And it's it, all about bring. Oh yeah, no, it, I was just gonna say, and it refutes the idea that all black people are the same. same. Right. Yes, you know. <laughs> We're not a monolith, exactly. you know? Like, we have so many different types of, like, people and expressions and personalities and, you know, stories to be told. And I love seeing all of that come on the screen. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I was also going to say it also refutes the fact that, like, because a lot of people feel like, oh, well, there's already a black and gay show out there. Like, I can't, you know. It comes in different forms. Yeah. Bitch, like, no it's, you can do whatever you want to do. Yeah. yeah. Really? Because at the end of the day, with social media and the internet, Everything is oversaturated. There's yeah. a million shows. There's a million anything you want to do. There's like there's a million people. There's no it. uniqueness to it. Mm. So it's all about just being <clears throat> your best self and being uniquely you. Because mm-hmm. if you just focus on you know oh well how can I get to the type of success of this or how can I whatever all of that is just going to hinder any type of growth because. What's great about having like different gay web series now popping up and just more representation is that, like you said, there's a selection. There's like a Netflix almost of you know okay. gay on. just content. So yeah. and I, and I go back to um, I always go back to um, what Emil said. Emil Wilbekin. Um, we love were, him. Shout love, out to you, love, babe. Yes, love, love him. Um, one thing that he said when we were at. <clears throat> 
the um, unapologetic me. Thank you, because my memory is messed up. <laughs> but one thing that he said is just like us as queer people, and specifically as creatives, we lost a lot of our history, like in the eighties, um, just due to uh, the epidemic e- epidemic of like HIV and like uh, drugs and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And throughout, you know, the late seventies, early eighties, we lost just a lot of like art and um, creatives work. But now we have the ability to start laying the history and one thing that i love about just different queer creatives coming out now is like we have so much content for younger people to see and younger queer people to see and i I know when i was growing up bitch we ain't have it i mean we we had queer as folk but that's white and we Mm -hmm. had kind of um yeah a a little bit but um that was almost I was like almost only eighteen th- yeah. when well, so Noah's was art. But it, it wasn't like still you know in the closet. Yeah. So it was a little yeah. too soon. So <laughs> you know, there's like these you know, kids that are like twelve, fifteen now, they can readily turn on the TV yeah, and boy. watch Pose. Yeah, come on. Or, you know, see other shows that um, you know, are centered around queer characters. So And the umbrella and, is is widening more and more. Um, Thank it's God. not yes. just about being black and gay, it's about being black and queer, especially um, there's a show that I saw that's coming soon. It's called Fem Queen Chronicles. Come on. Um, and it says it's a web series about the lives of four black trans women, love, life, trade, and shade in the city of Detroit. Um, okay. You can find Ooh. it at Detroit. That's Detroit. What I said. Detroit? Yes. Oh, they so bold, you can find baby. it at fqchronicles.com. It's not out yet, but it's coming yeah. soon. Come on. So yeah. you can keep up with it there. Fuck also, um, there is Margaret Cho has a new web series Margaret Cho, um, come on, Margaret? about a queer Asian BDSM sex worker. Oh. Um, she and so I, what's that called? Good Lord. I'm pulling it up now. I'm so sorry. Um, it's called Mercy Mistress. Um, and that's upcoming as well. So mm-hmm. keep an eye out for that. So I just love how the umbrella is widening mm-hmm. for not only black queer, but also queer people of color, like just the queer umbrella, you right. know, like queer, we yeah. are getting more and more representation. And it kind of sucks that we didn't have it when we were kids, but it's nice to have it now to see ourselves reflected now and for the ones that are coming, coming after us because we still yeah. have young ones to look under, you know, look after. So we are yeah. here shaking and, shit up. Yeah. And I think that one reason that I feel that it's so important to have the queer representation in media is because my coming out situation, when I came out to my mom, it was, I might have been 19 or 20 and it was because of Empire because Jamal mm, and his whole on. experience in season one of just like his sexuality and there was some huge moment on stage where i don't know he came out in front of like the world it was crazy and it inspired me so much that i ended up texting my mom like that that week and did you do a text message oh yes oh, i was i know yeah, i know, listen, I, know I, was I, I loved coming out through a text i came out through everyone Shit. Like, i never Yo. did it in person it was always a text. i came out in a blog post on myspace oh that's good I did to mine, all my I friends did mine in person uh you know yeah mm-hmm. so I was too awkward to do it. I'm like, I'm just have to text this to y'all. It was just, oof. And this was within like the last. You said you're 23, and this happened. You said this 19? was when this happened when I was. God, when was it? Oh yeah, it was when I was 19, right before I turned 20. Yeah. Okay. So you haven't been out that long. No, and then I was. Yeah, and I haven't been out and single that long either because I came out in a relationship. That was why. Aww. That was the other reason I was like, oh no, God, oh no, this happened. Here. Oh, this happened a month before actually I met that person. So no, I was out to my mom for a month. 
then I got in the relationship, came out in that, and so yeah, I haven't really even been single and out for two years of my life. Welcome to New York. So not only are you out, but you're single and you're in New York City. Yes. Welcome to the streets. (laughs) Come on. So is there any, what's the difference, the major difference uh, in dating from Detroit to New York? Um, one of the big differences is options. Come on, um, there's just a way huger pool, which I think definitely factors into a lot. Another thing, though, is that it's I'm less likely to hang out with people here because it takes so long to get everywhere. Oh God, we're all very busy. Like, not just me, not just everyone in this. Everybody Everybody. is running to the money. Period. Like the commute uh, is death. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just we're less <laughs> likely to hang with people as often here. Yeah. We're more, I believe that we're all more selfish here, which I don't think is a negative thing. Always. Yeah. Sometimes, like, you better speak it. Sometimes <laughs> I might be overly selfish in terms yeah. of my time. Like, I'm very stingy with my time yeah. here. I'm on out. Much more than I used to be. Like, I'm way more about me in New York than I ever was. It was, yeah. So, New York brings that out of you, which is a good thing, but. It also, in some ways, makes it hard to, get to know, open get to up know people, yeah. Because you know, I mean, something can happen that makes you feel like, oh, well, maybe I'm not really a, that interested in this person. And then that quickly, you're like, well, I'm so focused on myself and the other million things going on. Fuck that. that boom, we run uh-huh. into the money, and yep. I think that can maybe make me a little more hasty than I used to be. Hasty. Maybe yeah. like just over, really. But yeah, I don't think it's always a bad thing, though. And we're on. You know, being 23, I'm like, this is kind of what I should, I guess, be Live doing. your best yeah. life. You know. Definitely. I don't. 23. It's got to be about own, me and, you know, if someone adds, then cool. But <laughs> Come on out, Phil. <laughs> Come on out. I love it. So we have to get into Ask Him. I'm going to let Trey take it away. Come on. Okay. It's Ask Him time. It um, is. Ask Him. We can get some advice oh, to them yeah, niggas. We're giving yeah. advice to someone who wrote in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what, uh, yeah. Um, okay. So here's the question. How do you deal with a depressed partner who you want to be there for, um, but not always sure how to be? Um the person says, I want him to get out of certain habits, leave the house, do more fun things, apply for jobs, etc. But I don't want to annoy or piss him off or upset him further. I want to give him the space when he seems like he needs needs it. But sometimes I feel it's smarter to cling to him and not let him be alone. The balance is hard. What should I do? Oh, Ooh. that was deep. Mind you, the question, the, the person that this came from, I was gagging. Yeah. Oh, the person that, oh, oh, it's anonymous. Oh, okay. Y'all gonna let me know after this because I want to know who it is. That's so crazy. So, what should you do? I feel like. All right. Oof. So, I was just talking about this um, today with um, with a friend of mine that is kind of in a similar situation, and it's it, like you said, the balance is hard, um, mm-hmm. but it is very important to find and maintain it. Yeah, you are just a person, just a human dealing with your own stuff. Um, there are professionals, you know, that it is their actual job to help you to see things yeah. in the way that one talks and like, you know, gestures and like to bring out things to like unpack them. And learn. There are people that are that's their job to do that. And you can't burn yourself out being there for that person. I know you want to be there for mm. them. Um, but as someone I deal with depressive episodes and it's like that amount of energy that it takes to be there for somebody during that. 
it's great that you want to be there, but you can't do it to the point where you're losing pieces of yourself. Yeah. So, and I mean, there's no one way to do that. So it's like, you're going to have to test it out and see, but you're going to have to take a break sometimes. Sometimes they can, you can't be there for them all the time because that's going to drain too much from you. And then, then in the end, you're not going to have anything left for yourself. We're all dealing with something. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to diminish your um, your love's uh, issues or anything. I'm just saying we're all dealing with something. So giving yourself to, to somebody and giving too much of yourself to somebody can be it can be beneficial for you. Um, also, when it comes to like wanting them to like, you know, fill out job applications or you know what what have you um you don't want to you want to be careful not to push them too much yeah um because sometimes you know those who deal with depression we can't even get out of bed much less do anything you know uh fill out a job application so break the task down if this is what you want to do break the task down to very very small and manageable ones and take it step by step because if you just say hey let's get up and take a shower and go apply for some jobs that's probably going to overwhelm them. It's too, too much. much. I can't do it. Yeah. So do it like bit by bit. Um, As you said, it's a fine balance. Yeah. Um, and I think it's kind of hard when you see so much in that person and Come like you, you understand that we all have things going on and we all, sometimes we all have moments. Um, I know for myself that like, you may it may just come on you at a moment's notice and you're 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 down and mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. um but i think you got to just be there be present but not uh, overbearing like you have to be pre- just be present in the moment with them yeah um you can't what do you want to say? No, no, I was gonna because I want I wanted to make sure I want to ask what Phil what Phil thinks. But go ahead. Oh yeah, but just be present. Like I think that's the most important thing. Just to be there by that person. Yeah. And let them know that look, I'm by your side. If you think this is worth it, and you're by their side. I think that helps more than kind of pushing. Like, hey, I want you to get this done and this done and this and have a checklist. I think for them. It is easier for you just to know that. Look, I do have somebody in my corner when times get rough like this. Coming out, Phil. What do you think? Ooh, this was. I just learned a lot because I'm yeah. that person that'd be like, "I'm gonna help you." To be honest, oh, I'm trying to think of my advice. My last, I had a situation like this relationship wise, and coming out. I would agree with Aaron saying, make sure not to be there. 100% all of the time for the person and be able to have a balance between like you know helping them and being present and also making sure that you're taking that time for yourself kind of like they say check on the strong friend because it's very easy for all of a sudden things to flop and then because you've been pouring so much into the person then you know okay yeah maybe it's helping them out a lot and then like he said you're left with nothing and now the cycle just repeats itself in a way so i think it's all about finding a balance to make sure that you're there for them but also there for yourself 50 50 i would say definitely not more there for them than yourself yeah y'all have um, <laughs> I would just say couples therapy. Yeah. Um, I think that one thing that Aaron said is just like, we think that we're equipped equipped to help friends and family out with things that we are not <sighs> equipped to oh my do. Yeah. Um, there are medical like professionals out there that have tools and resources to help, um, you know, your, your spouse get 
to deal with the depression. Yeah. Um, I would also say one thing that I've been doing recently is writing letters. <laughs> Come on, letters. Um, in in hopes to have like a better communication with certain people in my life, because um, I realized that my some of my words are very coarse. Um, and although I may have the best intentions for the person, sometimes I don't always communicate those intentions well. So um, I think that as being a partner uh, to someone who is depressed, you just want to make sure that you are communicating your intentions well. Because sometimes when you are depressed, you may think that your spouse is actually your enemy. So yeah, just just make sure like, you know, everything is on the up and up. So yeah. And I feel like I, I kind of feel for the person just because so I think much. you know you want to be your everything for that partner. Mm-hmm. So it's so hard to kind of step away and say, well, I got, I, there's people for this. So All let I'm me trying step to do away. is like, help. It's kind of hard to be like, I think just with friends in general, for me, if I know that you've been depressed or you've been upset or sad, I am going to try to help you in any way possible. Absolutely. And I think it comes to a point where you have to, it sounds so selfish and so wrong and mean at this time, but to say it's, I got to worry about me right now because Mm -hmm. if I put so much into you, I forget about yourself. I forget myself. And then I start to resent that I've helped you when that shouldn't be the case. It causes more problems later. Just, just be like, be there. Definitely be there. We're not saying abandon them. You know what I'm saying? To the wind. Yeah. But be there for them. You know what I'm saying? In any capacity, but make sure that, you know, once you, you, when, cause you can feel it when you're like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm giving too much of myself to you. Like it's starting to take away from me. Take a break. You know what I'm saying? Like take a little bit, you know, cause like you got it. Cause you got to look out for yourself too. You know, you're just as important as they are. Yes. You come. Yeah. And one thing that I think is important is that you have to focus on letting go of the things that we can't control. Come on out. Because I think that a lot of the times, us as humans, we like to try to control everything in our life to make it how we want it. And of course, you want your partner happy. Mm -hmm. Duh. Mm -hmm. So, But it comes to the point of having to relinquish power and be like, you know what? Well, there is... There are other forces at work that I cannot control. So the best thing I can do sometimes is literally hoping for the best, just like trying to just feed some positive energy. Because at Come the on. end of the day, it won't be 100% you that solves whatever it is. Yeah. So. You're only one person. Okay. Um, to the listener, we love you. Good luck, we love baby. you. Um, and it's Jam of the Motherfucking Week time. Yes. Yeah, jams. Oh, do you have your jam? I'm so sorry. Let me let me right. Let me open uh-huh. up sound. I'll Take a look. See to fill last then. Uh-huh. Um, Aaron, baby, what's your jam of the week? So, uh, my jam of the week is a song um, called "Underneath." It's by um, a black queer fella named Jacoby King. Come on. Um, he released a three-song EP called "Consonants" um, recently. You love an EP, Aaron. I do. Mm-hmm. I'm down. And um, the song is really great. He, he serves you a cute falsetto, and I love it. So out. check out Underneath by Jacoby King, and yeah. Oh, and one thing. Um, queer black artists. Um, send us some shit. Send us some music. Come on. Um, because I kind of want to start putting uh, songs at the end of the episode. Come on. And share. I'm stuff here for like it. that. So, sorry, Stevie. No, it's Go okay. Um, my jam of the week is by... T- uh, I think it's Tidra Mo- Moses. Tidra. Um, yes. Tidra, I love her. Um, 
this jam came out of nowhere. I think I was listening to like an iTunes like mix or something, but uh, I've gotten into her and she's amazing. I like her voice uh, and she's a vibe. But her song is uh, You Better Tell Her. Um, that's my jam of the week. Uh, she's very, very serious about her man telling this other bitch to step out of her face and get up out of her whole oh, element. <clears throat> Excuse me. But yeah, Tidra, uh, T- Tidra Moses, I think, is her name. Yeah. Uh, Bet You Better Tell Her is my jam of the week. I love the song. Shout out to her. Malik. Child, I have to take it back. Come on. I don't really, y'all always make me feel so funny oh, out of it. <laughs> I never, I don't listen to new music. So all of these okay, girl, Yeebas and yeah. Ari Lennox and all of this, I don't know those girls. Get into um, Ari Lennox though. She's a good girl. But my jam of the week is uh, T Pain's Chopped and Screwed. Come on, <laughs> Malik, you fucked that up. I was in um, when I was in Virginia. I was just listening to old T Pain. I love T Pain. He's it. Yeah. He doesn't get all of the credit that he deserves, and he does a lot of behind the scenes shit. He so does. He's that. Yeah. I love T Pain. So T Pain's Chopped and Screwed. Yeah. I love T Pain. Phil, mine. This is very random, but oh, it is. Well, my jam is the partition video from Beyonce. I've been. Yeah. This has been. Really been on repeat for like the past it's just it's really been my mood lately <laughs> I don't know what it is it's you know, that New York shit I'm feeling Come empowered on. I don't know yes. it, it was so Uber driver roll up your window literally I was on the, the gray, partition please I was on the Greyhound bus going to Detroit for Thanksgiving <laughs> like I think I tweeted Greyhound bus driver roll up the partition please like please, please. please. I don't need to see a Philly on his you forgot the girls around oh, <laughs> oh, I don't know what mercy. it is I love you started the show with Beyonce and you ended, ended the show with Beyonce like, like a true hive member we fucking stand we appreciate you Beyonce we love you Y'all got that. Thank you, B. Oh, my God. Oh, yes. Oh, girl. My, uh-uh. my jam of the week is 112's Come See Me. I thought you were going to say peaches and cream. <laughs> I love too. me some peaches, peaches and, and cream. cream I was about to be like, oh, that's cool. But, okay, so Come See Me makes me do my Diddy shoulder bop. Come on, shoulder bop. And so that's all I, I like that song because it just makes me do that little Diddy shoulder bop. And then I feel like I'm in one of those videos that he used to have where he was always, always in like a tunnel uh-huh, or with something the, with, with lights. the lights. <laughs> that's all I liked. <laughs> like, I was like, when I get Come older, on, I want to do a music video where I can be in a tunnel with the lights like Diddy. Uh-huh. That's all I want with the, with, the, with the outfits. Oh, bitch. <laughs> I love it. Um, <sighs> any last words, friends? We have merch. Merch. Get your fucking merch, bitch. That was in a nice way. Get the merch. <laughs> that bitch yeah, is no. a term of endearment in my house. Yeah, house. I love it. Come, Phil, come, get tell us fu- where we can find, find you, you. Come and on, your show. Sell it. You can find me on Instagram at, at Philae, P-H-I-L-A-Y-E. Twitter at Philae Films, same spelling with films. Um, oh, YouTube on, um, you can type in Black Sex in the City or Philae Films. Or the website, philafilms.com. Come on out. And P-H-I-L-A-Y-E-F-I-L-M-S.com. And is there anywhere else? Facebook, Philae Films. Come on. No, New York, New York. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Come on. I, lo- I, love, I love the way you did your username, too. Philae, that's really, really cute. You fucked that. that up, yeah. Thank you I'm so much for coming on and yeah, talking to us. So Thank you guys for having me. Yes, this course. is great. On your first podcast, Bucking It Up. This was fun. Yeah. And like we always say, you can catch us every motherfucking Wednesday. Air motherfucking Wednesday. Oh, it just sounds so good every single time. Um, we love y'all. Bye. Love y'all. Bye.